Today on KXAN News at 5, new ways to stay off I-35. The new road in Hayes County designed to help keep traffic off the interstate and out of neighborhoods. And a hopeful development as a new study shows a decades-old asthma drug can provide relief for people with food allergies too. And winds have swung around to the north this afternoon as yet another batch of cool air arrives. Your first warning forecast coming up. 24 cadets from the Austin Police Department's 149th cadet class took off down Congress Avenue in the annual Chiefs Run today. Thanks for being with us. I'm Britt Moreno. I'm Daniel Marin. The cadets will be commissioned during their January 5th graduation ceremony. Nabil Ramadna introduces us to some of these soon-to-be police officers and shows us why their decision to serve the city comes at a crucial time. Making their way down Congress Avenue. 24 APD cadets march towards the Texas Peace Officer Memorial. APD's interim chief there to greet them. When officers sign up for, for this job, we just want to make sure that they understand the potential ultimate sacrifice that they might have to make. The memorial, located on the Capitol grounds, it shows the names of hundreds of officers who have sacrificed so much their communities. But to stand in front of this memorial today, uh, knowing that these officers lost their life, uh, either going to work or in the line of duty is something special to me. And For Cadet Thomas Curry, it's special because it highlights their selfless act to serve. Curry signing on to serve the city he grew up in. Oh, my family's here, uh, friends. Cadet Andrew Porter has his reasons for joining as well. I love Austin. I think it's the greatest city on the planet. These cadets are joining at a time when officers are needed badly. And we, we still are in the midst of a staffing crisis. Please know that. So we are about 340 officers short. And at a time when police in Austin are facing much scrutiny. I had a lot of good interactions with law enforcement growing up as well as negative interactions. Both of those type of interactions did leave an impact on me. Cadet Daniela Cavazos hopes to now improve how others view police. You know, I wanted to leave a positive impact on the community and so that's something I'm going to strive for whenever I get out there. Henderson says more cadets will be needed but she's proud to see this cadet class graduate. For them to still step up, choose to join APD is just a phenomenal and, and wonderful feeling. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. And recently, APD changed its training academy model. Cadet classes are now smaller and they run more frequently, which shortens the wait time for applicants. Now, former APD Chief Joseph Jacone said when he was leading the department that shorter wait time will hopefully bring in more applicants. And Interim Chief Henderson mentioned the department is hundreds of officers short when it comes to staffing. Now, looking in depth, a report released in November by the city auditor found fewer officers on the streets coincides with a rise in crowd related deaths in recent years. The report found officer vacancies have reduced the department's ability to conduct proactive traffic enforcement as some highway enforcement command officers have been reassigned to cover patrol vacancies. Now, since the end of 2019, the study said traffic citations from APD have also dropped nearly 70%. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, another wonderful, cool, and sunny December day all across the area. If you look closely here at the trees on the Barron's Creek Vineyards Cam out in Fredericksburg, you can actually see them blowing in the wind. It is cool out there in Fredericksburg, only 57 degrees, 60 in Austin, 55 out in Llano. Even with the sunshine, temperatures are now starting to get cooler for the next couple of days as those yesterday's south winds have now swung around back to the north. Five 15-mile-per-hour winds. This is ushering another 
colder air batch into our area. Coming up, we'll take a look at some freezing cold nights for many of us, but beautiful days into the weekend. We're also tracking the latest on a new year chance of rain. As a reported caravan of 8,000 South and Central American migrants makes their way towards the U.S. border with Mexico, the Biden administration officials are in Mexico City today meeting with Mexico's president. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas are leading a U.S. delegation for these negotiations as they work towards addressing what they call the unprecedented irregular migration in the Western Hemisphere. According to the U.S. State Department, NBC's Alice Barr reports from Washington. Today, a clear illustration of the swelling numbers of migrants at the U.S. southern border. An estimated 8,000 men, women, and children slowly moving north through Mexico in the largest caravan in more than a year. It comes as the U.S. Secretaries of State and Homeland Security are in Mexico meeting with the Mexican president. The leaders looking for solutions to what the State Department calls unprecedented irregular migration in the Western Hemisphere. What Secretaries Blinken and Mayorkas are going to be pushing for is enforcement, enforcement, enforcement. As lawmakers on Capitol Hill struggle to make a deal on tightening immigration policy and boosting border security, the Biden administration is hoping Mexico can do more to beef up its southern border. The migrants in that new caravan are starting from southern Mexico after making the trip from Central America, Venezuela, Cuba, and other countries, fleeing harsh conditions and seeking asylum in the U.S. Congressional Republicans are pushing for restrictions on asylum claims as Customs and Border Protection has been overwhelmed with a surge in migrants. Crossings are down from record highs last week when more than 12,000 migrants a day were crossing the border illegally. We're being over, overrun. President Biden has abandoned the Border Patrol. A potent political problem for President Biden heading into a re-election year and a humanitarian crisis for thousands at the border. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Former President Donald Trump will remain on Michigan's 2024 election ballot after the state's Supreme Court dismissed a lawsuit seeking to remove him. Yesterday's decision came after a bombshell ruling by Colorado's Supreme Court, which found Trump is ineligible to be president due to his attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Now, Trump is likely to appeal that ruling to the U.S. Supreme Court. The Michigan and Colorado cases are among dozens aimed at keeping Trump's off name off the ballot, citing an insurrection clause in the U.S. Constitution. If you were driving up and down Texas roads this week, you may have seen a clear alert notice on TxDOT billboards. The person at the center of that alert, a missing pregnant teenager is believed to have been found dead along with her boyfriend. San Antonio's police chief says what appears to be the bodies of 18-year-old Savannah Nicole Soto and 22-year-old Matthew Guerra were found in a parked car Tuesday near San Antonio. What we're looking at right now is a very, very perplexing crime scene. And detectives right now are looking at this as a possible murder. Now, the chief says the bodies may have been there for several days, and now police are waiting on official confirmation from the medical examiner. Soto's family told the local TV station that she was a week overdue and was scheduled to be induced at the hospital last Saturday night. As Hayes County continues to grow, so do the number of roads in that area, and now drivers have a new route in East San Marcos, providing an alternative to the ever-popular I-35. <laughs> okay, Xanza Sir Alshea has reactions from people in that area, as well as plans the county has to create more routes like this. 
there's an accident pops up this whole thing becomes a parking lot. Lance Stewart is the owner of RV Land in Kyle, right off of I-35. Stewart says the area changed a lot in the 12 years since he first set up shop. When I bought the property, we were a little uh, speck of dirt on the south side of town, and now there's housing developments all around us. While the growth helps with business, Stewart says the area needs better road infrastructure to keep up, especially with how congested I-35 can get. People start cutting through the grass, cutting through the median, and, and coming down on the frontage road. Luckily, there's a new road meant to provide drivers with some relief. FM 110, part of the East San Marcos Loop, begins slightly east of Interstate 35 and Yarrington Road and ends at SH 80. And I-35, as we all know, is all too often a parking lot. Creating these alternate routes will help us with the movement of people and products. His County Judge Ruben Becerra says this road is meant to be an alternative route to I-35, something he thinks can help first responders. When they are unable to move because of traffic, because of the congestion, or because of an accident, these alternate routes are really a wonderful source for them. Ultimately, Stewart hopes to see more infrastructure like this in the future. The new apartment complexes, all the new retail locations, People have to be able to get to and from those locations. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. And Judge Becerra says the county is considering a road bond for 2024. He says the last time they had one was back in 2016. He hopes to focus on the east side of I-35, an area he says is falling behind on infrastructure. A robot leaves a Tesla plant worker injured, according to an OSHA report. What may have led up to the incident coming up. Plus a Sugar Bowl send-off. The fanfare as the horns head off to the bowl game. And hopeful news for people with food allergies and their families. How an old asthma drug may work to target allergic reactions to certain foods. Well, it's a hopeful update for people with multiple food allergies. New research suggests that a drug already approved for asthma and chronic hives may protect against severe reactions to peanuts, eggs, milk, and other foods. In an early analysis of data from a clinical trial backed by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, 165 children and adolescents who received injections of the drug Zolaire were able to consume higher doses of the foods without triggering an allergic reaction compared to those who were treated with placebos. The monoclonal antibody marketed as Zolar is already available as a treatment for asthma. Because the drug has FDA approval for asthma, it can already be prescribed off-label to patients. And looking in depth, doctors say it could be difficult to get insurers to pay for the off-label use of Zolaire for food allergies. The average cost for the drug is more than $3,600 a month, and most people take the medication for about 10 months, according to Genentech, a spokesperson. The company announced earlier this month the FDA is fast-tracking the approval of Zolaire to be used against accidental exposure to foods, and that approval would help with insurance issues. An OSHA injury report reveals a robot at the Tesla plant left a worker injured and bleeding. We'll see what else the worker reported after the break. High temperatures were about 4 degrees warmer than yesterday and slightly warmer than normal during what has been a pretty warm December overall. Coming up, we'll take a look at where temperatures stand as we wrap up the year 2023 and also who will freeze starting tonight. A robot at the Tesla plant here in Central Texas injured a worker. That's according to an injury report filed with the Occupational Safety and Health Administration back in 2021. News Nation's Nick Smith looks into what happened. 
The headline reads that a robot inside the Texas Giga Tesla plant attacked a worker. Today, shocking new details about an incident that happened back in November of 2021 when an engineer in the high-tech auto plant was injured when working on two robots. He had disabled two robots to work on their software when a third robot sunk its metal claws into the worker's back and arm drawing blood. The robot in question is designed to move car parts. One employee quickly tried to wrestle the engineer free from the robot's grasp. Another hit the emergency stop button. An injury report was filed in Travis County, Texas, stating the engineer's left hand had an open wound and that he left a trail of blood on the factory floor. But his injury was not so severe as to miss any work. The robot in question is like a giant arm designed to move car parts, but humanoid robots or bots and other robotic technology are in and around all of Tesla. This building is the, the, the most advanced car factory that Earth has ever seen. Musk, so proud of the new Texas facility, he held a giant grand opening invitation-only party at what's known as the Giga Factory. He called the event a cyber rodeo and showed off the plant's high-tech capabilities. The robot attack news was buried in an old injury report that all companies must file, but is coming out now as workers are complaining that Tesla's owner, Elon Musk's need for production speed is giving way to employee safety. Accident reports must be filed in compliance with local governments. Those reports show a higher rate of injuries than other auto plants. According to the tech industry's The Information publication, one out of every 21 workers was injured on the job at Giga in 2022. That's compared to an industry median rate of one in every 30 workers at other automaker plants. Tesla has had no comment to the news of this robot incident. Nick Smith, News Nation. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, jacket weather out there again this evening as another push of cool air is rolling into central Texas. It looks beautiful, and it is, but it is a bit cool as well. 57 down southeast of Austin in Lockhart. Completely sunny skies on our new Kreitz Camp, always on KXAN.com. Beautiful sunshine all day across the area. Still hard to find a single cloud on our clouds and radar. Problem is, and remember I warned you this might happen over the past couple of days, cedar allergies are really flaring with the dry, breezy, and sunny weather this time of the year. That always causes a big spike. Cedar pollen counts always visible hour by hour on KXAN.com. I think they're going to be problematic through the rest of the week. Believe it or not, even with all these low temperatures in the 30s this week in Austin, we are still running number one for Austin's hottest year on record. Day and night temperatures are warmer than all the other years here, including 2011. Now, of course, this is an incomplete data set. We've still got a few days left in 2023. We will let you know if this ends up as a number one hottest year once the new year rolls around. Statewide, not much going on. We're still watching that big storm system to our north. This is leading to northwesterly flow, which brings in sunshine and chilly temperatures. That storm finally starting to move a little bit from the plains out towards St. Louis. Snow on the backside, rain on the front side, along with abnormally warm weather out ahead of it. Back here at home, behind it, we still have that cold air filtering in over the next couple of days. Low temperatures tonight in Austin, downtown at least, above freezing, but more of us than last night, even in some parts 
parts of Austin and certainly some valley suburbs will see a light freeze tonight. Remember to protect the four P's in those areas. Think about your pets, pipes, plants, and checking on people. Always a good idea. In downtown Austin, we will not freeze tonight, and we may not even freeze with colder temperatures on Friday and Saturday mornings, but with temperatures so close to freezing at Camp Mabry, which is usually the warmest part of town, not a bad idea to think about your freeze precautions in town, maybe tonight, and certainly over the next couple of nights after that. After that, though, New Year's Eve temperatures start to warm up a little bit. We'll have afternoon temperatures near 70 in some areas, but then another rain-free cold front blows through as we're kicking off the new year. We're thinking midnight temperatures pretty chilly, 48 degrees with breezy winds, but no rain to interfere with your plans. Just make sure to remember your jacket if you'll be out and about and be safe. The next weather maker in our forecast not arriving until about January 2nd or 3rd. It's way up here closer to Russia than it is to the United States. A little piece of it breaks off and starts to head our way in the new year. There's still a lot of uncertainty on this storm's track January 2nd and 3rd. This computer model has an optimistic track with maybe some soaking rain locally, but I'm not quite biting yet, and that's because some other models suggest a different track and very little rain locally. These models will start to agree a little better over the next couple of days and we will of course pass along updates to you. In the meantime, dry chilly weather continues. 36 tonight in town with a rural freeze in some areas outside of town. Tomorrow, a little cooler than today thanks to that push of cool air arriving on a northwest wind. Sunny and 59, your forecast high. Remember those near freezing cold mornings area-wide Friday and Saturday morning. Look at New Year's Eve day 70 with just a few scattered clouds. There's that next New Year's Eve night cold front bringing back highs in the 50s and lows in the 30s. We're going to keep the chance of rain Tuesday and Wednesday a little lower for now. We'll keep you advised though as things come together. David, thank you so much. After the break, one last look at your forecast plus a send-off for the Longhorns as they head to the Sugar Bowl. This is really a story about everyday American people. Montana and Mexican drug cartels? Yup. The response that we should have is not domestic finger point. We're trying to remove the noise. As Idalia raced through the southeast. U.S. citizens are actually transporting these undocumented individuals. Robert Kennedy Jr. No talk is off limits. The UFO whistleblower who we broke the story with. Let's expose the secrets. It is make or break time. It's you, it's me, it's we. That's News Nation. Ahead for us, we're in Gaza, and we're going to take you inside a large tunnel that Israel says was used by Hamas, what the military is saying tonight. Plus, when driverless cars break the rules of the road, who should be responsible? Ahead on Nightly News. And they're off. Longhorn fans from far and wide gathered at UT today to send off the horns as they make their way to the Sugar Bowl. Bevo, Texas Cheer, Texas Palm, and thousands <laughs> of fans all cheered on the team as they got on the road to New Orleans. I left work early. I thought, oh, there's not going to be nobody here. We'll get front row seats. There's so many people here. Oh. <laughs> and the horns take on the Washington Huskies on New Year's Day at 7.45 p.m. Central Time. All right, well, coming up tonight on KXAN, we have E! News at 7, followed by Magnum PI and Chicago Med, before we're back for KXAN News at 10. Join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin, and here's where to find us over the air or through your television provider.